Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Deuteronomy 7, reading from verse number 1. When the Lord your God bring you to the land which you go to possess, and has cast out the many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gergeshites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. When the Lord, and when the Lord your God delivers them to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughters to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your son away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thou shalt... Thus shall you deal with them. You shall destroy their altar, break down their sacred pillars, cut down their wooden image, and burn their uh, carved image with fire. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasures above all the people on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set set his love on you, nor chosen you because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all people. but, But because the Lord loves you and because he will keep the oath which he swore to your fathers the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt therefore know that the Lord your God he is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments Now, from these verses of scripture, Moses was telling the children of Israel that I know that God is going to take you to the promised land. I know that the Lord Almighty will defeat the nations before you. I know that he's going to give you the land that he has promised to your fathers. The land that have appeared elusive for years. I know he will give it to you. But the Lord is now telling you that when he eventually gives you that land. When you eventually enter into that promised land. When you eventually enter into that place and he defeats the people, the, 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 the enemies in front of you. He said, I want you to pay attention to certain things. I want you to keep in mind certain things. And the number one thing I want you to keep in mind when you enter that promised land is you make sure that the victory that God gives to you is a decisive victory. When you win the victory, make sure you win a decisive victory. Look at verse number two. And when the Lord your God delivers them all over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. In other words, make sure your victory, the victory that you are going to win, make sure it is a complete and a decisive victory. Number two, when you enter into the land, make sure you avoid all unholy alliance. Look at verse number three. 
The Bible says, you shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. You shall make no marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, or take their daughters for your son. Number three, when you enter into the promised land, the Lord Almighty was speaking through Moses and saying, make sure you destroy every ungodly altar that you find. Make sure you destroy every ungodly altar. Verse number 5. For thou shall you deal with them. You shall destroy their altar and break down their sacred places, their sacred pillar, and cut down their wooden image, and burn their carved images with fire. And number 4, finally number 4. The Lord is saying through Moses that when you go into the promised land, make sure you remain holy in the presence of the Almighty God. Verse number 5. Because you are a holy people to the Lord. And the Lord is saying the same thing to us as we are seated here today. He has given us the privilege to enter into a new year. There are many who wanted to see this year, but they could not. There are many who passed away just in the nick of time before we flipped over to the new year. There are so many people who were involved in freak accident. You know the story about my friend who just fell down, just caught in a tree. And that was the end of it. There was a story of a man who went visiting somebody and he was shot. What I'm trying to tell you is that there were so many people who wanted to see the new year that you are looking at, but they were not able to. And like I always say, it's not because you are better than them. It's not because we know how to pray. It's not because we know anything better. It's just the mercy of the Almighty God. The Lord is now saying, now that you have crossed over into the new year, now that you have been delivered from the calamities of the past year, make sure that when you, you make sure you win the victories over personal tendencies that has held you down in the, in the past year. The things that have kept you in the same spot. The things that have not allowed you to serve God the way you are supposed to serve God. Those things that have acted as a weight in your relationship with the Almighty God. Those things that have acted as a stumbling block. The Lord is saying that make sure, now that you are in the new year, make sure that you have total victory. A decisive victory over those behaviors, over those attitudes, over those besetting sins. Make sure you have a decisive victory. Number two, make sure you avoid unholy alliance that will seek to draw you back into iniquity. In other words, the relationship that will draw you back into sin. The relationship that will put you back into bondage. The relationship that will take you and chain you to the things that the Lord Almighty has delivered you from. He said, make sure, number one, you get a decisive victory. Make sure, number two, you avoid unholy alliance. Make sure, number three, you destroy every ungodly altar. The altar of pride, the altar of selfishness, the altar of self-indulgence, whatever thing, the altar that is taking the position of the Almighty God, whatever thing that is taking the number one place in your life that is displacing the Almighty God, is to make sure you destroy them. Because if you don't destroy them, you will find out that they are going to try to draw you back into the slavery from which you have been delivered. And finally, the Lord is saying, that now that you are in the new year, if you want to see God move on your behalf, if you want to see God act on your, in your favor, if you want to see God walk with you, if you want to see the heavens open over your life, you have to make sure you remain holy in the presence of the Almighty God. And some of you might be asking, just like some of people were asking Moses in those days, why are we supposed to be doing all this? <laughs> why are we supposed to be doing all this? Why is it necessary for us to be able to do all these things? And Moses anticipated that question just like the Almighty God anticipated the question in every heart. And Moses gave them a reason why they must do the instructions that is given unto them. The first reason he gave them was that for the first reason he gave them for winning a decisive victory, for avoiding unholy alliance, for pulling down strange and ungodly altars, and for remaining holy in the presence of the Almighty God is that there is a certainty of negative influence that will come your way way in this new year. 
certainty. There's going to be negative influence that will come. There's going to be things that will say, oh boy, it's not that difficult. Christianity is not that difficult. Working with God is not that difficult. You don't have to be a fanatic. You don't have to go out. You, know, you don't have to go overboard. There is a certainty of negative influence. The Bible says, for they will turn, the, they will turn your sons away from following me. It's not a maybe, it's an assurance. As long as you allow them, as long as you do not win a certain, they, they, as, you know, as long as you don't win the, 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 the total victory over the issues of your life, they will come back and hunt you. That's what the Lord is saying. There is this thing we used to say in the neck of the wood where I come from. They say if a man is blind, but he's not totally blind, it causes trouble. Okay? When your eyes are blind, but it's not totally blind, it causes trouble because people think that you are blind, but you're actually seeing, and you cause trouble for the people. I wouldn't want to go there to go in the analysis, but the Lord is saying that this year, make sure that you, know, you, you are doing, I'm asking you to do all this thing that I'm asking you to do because there is certainty of negative influence that will come your way. Number two, there will be pool of corrupt forces that will try to get your attention and pull you out of the way that the Lord Almighty has pulled you. There is danger of provoking the Lord if you put your hands into things you are not supposed to. You provoke the Almighty God. The Bible says, "Be holy, for I am holy." And another word said that the eyes of the Almighty God is so pure that He cannot behold iniquity. If you want Him to act on your behalf and to continue to remain in your favor, the Lord is saying that I'm telling you to stay away and be holy because there is a danger of provoking me into anger. In other words, the Lord is saying to us, as you enter into the new year, that we must make sure that we win decisive victory over past habits because if you don't, it will be a source of obstacle unto you. Number two, the Lord is saying that if you enter... As you enter into the new year, make sure that negative alliances, make sure you destroy or you avoid all negative alliances because if you don't avoid the negative alliances, if you don't avoid the negative friends, if you don't avoid the negative association, they will corrupt you. They will corrupt you. And they will corrupt the things that God is trying to do in your life. Number three, the Lord is saying to us, as you enter into the new year, make sure you pull down evil altars in your life. Because if you don't, those same evil altars will stand against you in the presence of the Almighty God. Because as long as those altars are standing there, the voice of the Almighty God will be far away. As long as the altars are there, the hand of the Almighty God will not be able to reach you. As long as the altars are there, the heavens over your life may not be open the way you want it to be open. And finally, number four, the Lord is saying unto us, as you enter into the new year, make sure you live a holy and a pure life before the Lord because if you don't, you stand the danger of incurring the wrath of the Almighty God. You open the door for the enemy to come in. You open the door for the enemy to do what he likes in your life. And as you open that door, because God is a God of covenant, and the devil is a devil of covenant, you will find out that he will not be able to act to stop the onslaught of hell on your behalf. The question then is, why is the Lord telling us all these things? Why is the Lord telling, the Lord, or telling us all these things? Why was he giving us the, why is he, why was Moses giving the children of Israel the instruction and warning them of the consequence of ignoring those instructions? I want you to look at verse number 6. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Look at verse number 6. The Bible says, you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the people on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the least of all people. But because the Lord loves you and because he, he, he will keep the oath which he swore to your father. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of, of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Therefore know the Lord your God is God. The faithful God who keeps covenants 
and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandment. In other words, the Lord is telling us all this thing. The Lord is giving us this warning, giving us this instruction, telling us what to avoid and what not to, you know, what to be able to stay away from. He's telling us these things because, number one, he has a special relationship with us. He has a special relationship with us. He's telling us these things because he has a covenant relationship with us. Just like he had a covenant relationship with the children of Israel. And the Lord is saying that for that covenant to be valid in your life. For that covenant to be valid in my life. For it to be valid in your family and over the church. You must keep your own end of the bargain. For God to keep his covenant promises in your life. For his covenant to remain valid in your life and to you. You need to be able to do what you have, what you are, what you are, what you are supposed to do. Do your own part, and the Lord God Almighty will do His own part. The reason is because our God is a covenant-keeping God. He's a covenant-keeping God. He's a covenant-making God. And all through the scriptures, you will see that he made covenant all through the way. The first covenant we record in the scripture is that it's the one you find in the book of Genesis chapter 26. The Bible tells us, and God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all, over, uh, all, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So, the, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over everything that moves upon the earth. And if you go to Genesis chapter 18, the Lord made another covenant with Noah. The Bible tells us that the Lord smelled a smooth, smell, a smooth, a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cause the ground of ground for man for man's sake. Although the imagination of his heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy everything that I have done. And then in verse number 22, the Bible says, While the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer day and night shall not cease by the time you get to genesis chapter 12 you read about the most famous covenant in the scripture which is the covenant he made with abraham in genesis chapter 12 reading from verse 1 the bible says, now the lord said to abraham get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that i will show you and i will make you a great nation i will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing i will bless those who bless you i will cause them that curse you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed we can go on and on and on. If you get to Exodus, he made a covenant with, with, uh, with Moses. By the time you get to 2 Samuel, he made a covenant with David that there will be a son that will sit upon his throne. And eventually, by the, by the time you get into the New Testament, you see it when the Lord God Almighty made the everlasting covenant, even with the, shared, with the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. I said all that to say this that God is a God of covenants. God is a God of covenants. He walks on the basis of covenants. He relates with us on the basis of covenant. And if you are going to see him move on your behalf in this new year, you have to be able to recognize that covenant. If you are going to build a solid foundation for your life, for your family and as a church, if we are going to build a solid foundation, we need to be able to revisit that covenant of the Almighty God again. If you are going to make the most of what this year has to offer, we must be ready to connect with that covenant in God. Because this is where you connect with him that you open the floodgate of blessings. The question then is what is a covenant? What is a covenant? A covenant is a chosen relationship in which two parties make a binding promise to one another. 
It is beyond a contract because a contract, you can have two entities that are not, is that they might not have a relationship. It might just be two individuals who want to do business together. But when you are talking about a covenant, you are talking about a binding relationship between two individuals that have agreed that they want to work together. And the more you look at the, co- the covenant of the Almighty God, you begin to see the personal nature and character of the Almighty God revealed in all those covenants. The question is, why does God act with us through covenants? Why does he work with us through covenants? I mean, God is God. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can tell you exactly the way he wants to relate with you. But why does he bind himself with a covenant? Number one, the Lord God Almighty binds himself with a covenant because if it's his divine sovereign will. That's what he chose to do. There's somebody who said that you can argue with God and say, why do you give us only one way? Why not a thousand and one way? That's the way he wants to do it. By the time you build your own earth or create your own universe, you can have a thousand and one way. But this is the one he created. This is the one he's the Lord over. That's the way he wants to do it. He chose to walk with us through covenant because of his supreme will, his sovereign will. God decided to deal with mankind through covenant. Number two, he operates under covenant because covenants are a revelation of his purpose. When the Lord wants to do anything, he binds himself with a covenant to let you know that he's committed to what he wants to do in the life of that individual. God's covenants are always revealed in his purpose. Number three, why does God walk through covenant? God walks through covenant because he gives his people an assurance and a guarantee of what he's about to do. That's why he gives you covenant. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, reading from verse number 13, the Bible tells us. It says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could know, he could swear by no one greater. He swore by himself, saying, surely, surely blessing, I will bless it. And multiplying, I will multiply you. In other words, God looked at Abraham. I'm in love with this guy. I want to bless you. There is nothing else to give you assurance. I am now swearing by myself that I'm going to make sure that I bless you. That is what the covenant does. It gives you an assurance and a guarantee of what God wants to do in our life. Now Moses understood the character of the Almighty God. Moses understood what how God operates. Moses understood that God is a covenant-keeping God. And that's why Moses was telling the children of Israel, he said, make sure you don't piss off the Almighty God. Make sure you don't do it. Because if you piss him off, oh my God. You can ask Sennacherib what happened. He will send just one angel and they will just wipe you out. But the Lord Moses understood. And Moses understood that God is a covenant-keeping God. Moses understood that God will keep his own end of the bargain as long as you keep your own end of the bargain. Keeping the end of the bargain, and you will, and as long as you keep your end of the bargain, you will attract the blessings of God over your life. And the same thing the Lord is telling us here today. That if you walk with me diligently in this new year. If you are willing to obey my voice. If you are willing, willing to remain holy. If you are willing to cut off all those evil associations. If you are willing to pull down all those unholy altars. I am going to bless you. I am going to open the windows of heaven. There will be a release of a fresh anointing upon your life. But you have to keep your own end of the bargain. If you keep your own end of the bargain this year. The word of the Almighty God to us is that the Lord will keep his own end. And he will add some sweets and he will add some condiments. He will add some extras on top of what he does for you. If you walk with him this year, he will walk with you. If you keep your own end of the bargain, you will attract his covenant over your life. The question is, what are the benefits that you will attract into your life? Keep the benefit when you keep the covenant of the Almighty God. Let's go back to the theory of Deuteronomy chapter 7. But this time around, let's start reading from verse number 12. From verse number 12, the Bible says, Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to this judgment, and keep and do them, 
that the Lord your God will keep you with the will keep with you the commandments and the mercy which He swore to your fathers, and He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your hand, the grain and the new wine and your oil and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land which He swore to give to He swore to your fathers to give to you. Verse number fifteen: The Lord will the Lord will take away from you all sicknesses and will have. And will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on those that hate you. You also you shall destroy all the people whom the Lord your God delivers to you. Your eyes shall have no pity on them, nor shall you serve their God, for they will snare you. From this verse of the scripture, what are the benefits if you do your part? What are the benefits? The first benefit you see is that the benefit of fulfilled promises. The Bible says that if it will come to pass. Because you listen to the judge, to this judgment and keep them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy he swore to your fathers. In other words, there are promises that he has made in the scriptures. And those promises, though they were not written directly for you, but the Lord is saying that you walk with me, you keep your own end of the bargain, you follow the principle of the scripture, the promises that I gave to them, I will extend into your life. And that is why there are times when we pray. And the Lord Almighty is leading us, is leading, is trying to bless one particular individual. But if those of us who are present, we are sensitive to the move of the Spirit of the Almighty God, you can connect to whatever is being blessed to that person and then get the overflow. The Lord is saying, there will be a benefit of fulfilled promise if you walk with me this year. There will be a benefit of multiplication if you walk with me this morning. If you walk with me this year. There will be a benefit of fruitfulness if you walk with me this year. There will be a benefit of healing if you walk with me this year. There will be a benefit of deliverance if you walk with me this year. The Lord is saying that he is the God that daily loads us with benefit. But the condition is, walk with me. That's all. Just walk with me. Just walk with me. The problem is that there are the problem is that these benefits are not for everybody. There are some things that God will pour out. Just like the sun. Everybody enjoys it. But there are some special benefits that he releases that is only released for his own people. You are most of you know what happens when you are shopping in Macy's or you are shopping in Dillard's. There are some special coupons that are sent to those of us who spend a lot of time in that store. You know how that thing works. They send you those special ones. They give you a preview. Especially for those of us who know how to shop those things. They don't show you. They say you come on Wednesday because on Wednesday there will be free people. And that's when they give you the 70%. The Lord is saying that I'm going to provide a, a kind of a 70% coupon for you. And it's only for those of you who have spent time in my presence. The people that go to the Green Hill Mall all the time. He said, those are the people I'm going to give this thing to. The problem is that the benefit is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. God will bless you. God will bless you. does not mean that you are going to see that blessing. The problem is that why is it that many people are not, they are not benefiting? The, re- the reason is simply because not everybody has a covenant relationship with the Almighty God. Not everybody. As much as I want to say that God will bless everybody, God will not bless everybody. Because not everybody has that covenant relationship with the Almighty God. Okay? And unfortunately, it's not just the fact that they are not interested in the, they are not, they don't have a covenant relationship with the Almighty God. They are not even interested in having that covenant. And the question is why? Why are people not having that covenant relationship with the Almighty God despite all the benefits that are associated with it? Why is it difficult for people to connect with a covenant keeping God? Why? The reason is very simple. The first one is that people are convinced that they don't need God. Why do I need God? There is DHS. Why do I need God? 
there is the benefit office where I can you know, go and apply and the, and, the, and the government will send me a check. Why do I need God when I, need, when I have the people who will support me? Why do I need God when I have my friends? Why do I need God when I have my family? Why do I need God when I have my skill? People have made up their mind. They have been convinced that they do, they are, they do not connect with the covenant keeping God because they feel that they don't need God. They do not connect with the Almighty God because they think that they can live their life without the Almighty God. What has God done for me lately? So why should I waste my time in church? Why should I waste my time in his presence? Why should I call upon his name? What has he done for me? What, what was happening? Where was God when my, family, when my father died? Where was God when my mother died? Where was God when all these bad things happened to my life? So why should I connect with him? They have made convinced and they have, been, they, they have been told that they can do life without God. They have told and they have believed the fact that God is unnecessary. There are people who have been told, they have repeated over the years that God is not necessary. That religion is the opium of the people. If you want to get people to fall in line, you give them a religion. And many have bought into this idea. And that's why they have refused to connect with the covenant keeping God. Many have not connected with the covenant keeping God because they have simply believed a lie. They have simply believed a lie. A lie that God is no longer there. A lie that God is dead. A lie that God no longer is there. God, God, God created the universe and just took a vacation. And therefore nobody is not talking to his people anymore. They have simply believed a lie. But you know that that is not true. You know that God is involved with his people. You know that God hears an answer prayer. You know that God visits his people. You know that God speaks to his people. You experience this here this morning. You know that God is still very much involved. And is very much interested in what happens in your life. You know that. The question is how do you connect with him? How do you connect with that God? You connect with him number one. When you realize you need. The songwriter say I need thee every hour. When you need the Almighty, when you realize that you can no longer do life the way you are doing it, you can no longer travel the way you are traveling, you can no longer continue to do the things that you are doing and expect to see a different result, that is when you can connect with the Almighty God. You connect with the Almighty God when you acknowledge your inadequacy that in my own power I can do nothing. When you come to the end of yourself, that is when you realize that you, that is when you are able to connect with your mighty God. You are able to connect with God when you, when you have that reliance on His finished work. That the salvation of your soul is not because of your own ability. It's not because of what you do or what you have not done. It's not because of how well you live or, or how good you have or that your good will outweigh your, your, your bad. That, that, that's when you get into it. No. You, when you, you, you connect with the Almighty God when you rely on His finished work. And that finished work is the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. When you, you connect with God, when you are ready to submit to His will because you cannot walk with Him and still continue to say, yes, I'll do it my way. You know, we say, well, you can do it your way. But you are not going to get my benefits. I'm sorry. You can eat your cake and have it. Even if you try to regurgitate, it will not taste nice. The point I'm making is that submission to his will is the beginning of submission to the Almighty God. When you want to submit, you can only submit to the Almighty God. You can only connect to the covenant keeping God. When you make a decision to obey, that what you say, I will obey. That where you ask me to go, I will go. That I will stop arguing with you. I will stop fighting with you. I will stop debating with you. When you make that decision, connection starts when you decide to obey the voice of the Almighty God. Connection starts when you surrender to His will. Because the Bible says He knows the end from the very beginning. In other words, He knows what is good for you. He knows what is good for me. He knows the direction that you are going. The Bible says, they say there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof is what? Is destruction. The Lord has seen the end from the very beginning. And that's why he lays his purpose before you. And if you are going to connect with that covenant keeping God, you must be willing to surrender to his purpose for your life. Maybe asking yourself, why should I do that? 
Why should I connect to this covenant keeping God? Let me tell you. Let me just give you three reasons. The first reason why you must connect is because you are limited. The richest man in this world does not have the whole money of this world. I hope you know that. The strongest man in this world does not have all the strength in this world. You are limited. That's why you need to connect to the covenant keeping God. You, are, you, you need to connect with him because apart from him, you are nothing. And then finally, you need to connect with him because he gives you the power to live a full and productive life when you connect with him. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.